0: and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Whoa! Here we are. It is Monday and we have another amazing podcast for you today. We do. What's the name? Bring it on. Three Steps to Stop Self-Criticism. And this is a big one. I'll tell you why. Because this is something that I have struggled with most of my life. I think you've struggled with it. I've struggled with it. I think every... Every everyone on the planet has probably struggled with this and it impacts every area of our life like we criticize ourselves so much that that rolls over into our health into our mental and emotional well-being into our success into our into our family life into Mm -hmm. our relationships like this isn't a little thing this is a big thing so we wanted to really we wanted to dive into it yeah, I guess we wanted to dive into it and and to give you some tools on you know if you're the type of person that I guess really beats themselves up like you bully yourself like you focus on all the things that you're not doing you're not achieving like you know you've done all of this great stuff but your your brain or your eyes are zoned into the thing that you didn't do you didn't complete you didn't achieve you didn't succeed and you keep focusing on the thing you didn't do and then you just make it escalate and then you tell yourself stories which makes you feel like you're not good enough it makes you feel like you're not worthy it makes you feel frustrated mad and angry and if that's you then today is your podcast and i think it's a really important one because so many women and men you know like people just think it's it's women like so many of us actually live in a really toxic environment in our head and that becomes destructive and it makes us feel like you know we're not worthy of success we're not worthy of accomplishments we're not worthy of achieving we're not worthy of growing and we put all these barriers in our way which prevents us from stepping into our greatness and girl we can't have that happen can we we just can't so let's let's before we jump into I guess the three steps today. Yeah. Let's talk a, a little bit about self-compassion. One of my yep. favorite things. Like, what is self-compassion, and then how can we practice it? Yeah. Just so, do it. Get our head around because this
1: is the thing. If you want to stop that criticism, mm-hmm. you have to come from a place of compassion. And compassion is the practice of teaching yourself or well, treating yourself really. with kindness, oh. care and understanding, especially when you're struggling or when you're feeling like a failure
0: or there's pain in your world. And what you may notice is especially since Covid and New Zealand with the floods and the cyclone, we're living in a state of fight or flight or freeze. Like we our nervous system is so heightened right now, we are just really super heightened about all the things that we're not achieving like if you put on the news the news is driven it's driving everyone batshit crazy like just (laughs) don't watch the news like if you want to have compassion for yourself switch it off because you're just escalating fear and there's no kindness in the news there's no care in the news there's no understanding they're there to and it's the news is all about creating hype and fear it's a lot of fear mongering that's been happening in the last two years, hasn't it? There's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, when you look at self-compassion, it
1: involves recognizing that everyone experiences difficulties mm. and hardships absolutely. and responding mm. to oneself with the same warmth, support and encouragement that you might actually offer to a really good friend. So just think of a situation where a friend of yours has been going through something and, you know, like... I don't know, something went wrong or they they may have made a mistake of some kind. Some, and, you know, we do these things all the time. And as a friend, you wouldn't sit there and slam yourself anywhere near as much as... You, you would never do it to to, you, to, yourself, to your friend. You would completely do we it to very, yourself. Sorry. I was
0: wondering where we were going yeah. with this, Sam. I was like, I you're going to have to like... Bring, bring it back
1: in, bring it in. So basically, you would treat yourself so badly in a situation mm. where you'd made a small mistake. But as a, with a friend, you would sit there very mm. differently and be very compassionate. Yeah. And you would be the compassion that the friend requires. And I guess this is about you actually
0: being a friend to yourself. Yeah, I think it's important that... You know, when we are kind to ourselves, we have to, sorry, when we're not kind to ourselves, put ourselves in a position on what we would do with a friend. And self-compassion is important for well-being for for several reasons. And, you know, it helps reduce our stress and negative emotions. So self-compassion, it can help, you know, it just, it really does reduce your stress levels. And it helps with anxiety, it brings that down and all of those negative emotions so when we're kind and understanding with ourselves we are less likely to get caught up in self-criticism and self-judgment now i don't know about you i've been that person of self-criticism and self-judgment it's draining it's hard work and it stops you bringing everything that's good into your world Um, when we reduce our stress and our negative emotions it can lead to greater feelings of calm relaxation and quite honestly emotional resilience yeah absolutely. Like, it's a booya. it's that's what it can do the second thing that um why compassion is important is it builds self-confidence and self-worth and when we practice self-compassion we are acknowledging our inherent value and worth as human beings because most of us don't think that we are worthy enough And let me tell you, Ursh and Sam think that you are damn worthy. So if you're lacking in that area, you just message us and we'll say, you are so worthy. That can help build our self-confidence and our self-esteem, which are important factors in overall well-being. Like, just think about that. Like, we can build our self-confidence by having compassion for ourselves. Um, We also, the other benefit, I guess, is, you know, healthier habits and relationships. Yeah, I mean, when you're kind and
1: compassionate with ourselves, we're more likely to treat ourselves and others with
0: kindness and compassion. Important. Mm.
1: So, this can lead to healthier habits and relationships. And because you're more likely to engage in behaviors that promote our physical and emotional well being and to form more positive connections with other people, which is what we're really all about, we're trying to create better relationships with others, but until you've got compassion for self, it's, in, it's almost impossible to have the compassion at the level that you probably want it for others, mm. because it always comes with a level of, of, it could come with a level of judgment, because you have judgment on self. Mm. And so if you're giving mm. yourself a hard time, even if you are being quite compassionate to a friend, you could be even more compassionate, if you were compassionate with yourself first. Can you imagine that being a better friend
0: mm. and having better relationships because of it? Hmm. Yeah. So I guess self-compassion is an important practice for improving our overall well-being, and that's why we love it. I think by treating ourselves with kindness and compassion, we can reduce our stress, our negative emotions, and we can build confidence and self-worth and promote healthy habits and relationships. Like,
1: hello, yeah. who to five.
0: I'm all over that like it is a practice I have to tell you like it's something that we're not trained to do this we're trained to beat ourselves up and we're trained to live in fight or flight if you you know were brought up with parents that were highly critical of you you know and it's not blaming parents but if you're really zoned into what your children are not doing and what they how they weren't achieving and you made that evident you verbalize that all the time if your your children you know are getting a B and you why didn't you get an A if you got into a B team and why didn't you get into the A team and why are you overweight and why are you doing and and they're highlighting all of the so-called gaps which are really their insecurities, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. But let's just say that you had highly critical parents, right? Number one, they're doing the best that they can do. And if you are that parent that's highly critical, perhaps you had parents that were highly critical. And so your compassion is non-existent. (laughs) It's non-existent. So this is something that you really need. And you need this because you are worthy. And if you keep pulling yourself up, you're just going to go backwards. You're not going to open up the doors for opportunity and you're not going to open the doors for growth and how do I know that because I was that person so I've invested a lot of time yeah. a lot of money a lot of you know a lot of coaches and a lot of courses to get me to be the person that I am today because I have been so critical of myself I'm a really high achiever um, I set unrealistic standards I have very high standards um, and I just bullied myself and beat myself up so we wanted to share with you three ways that you can practice self-compassion all right so number one is uh what was number one actually self-compassion self-talk yeah self compassionate self-talk that was number one number two is mindful meditation oh that's a goodie right and then number three is actually self-care So let's go back to number one, right? Number one is self-compassion, self-talk. And Brené Brown says, speaking to oneself in a gentle and understanding tone, talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. God, I had to write that one out. I nearly forgot that, didn't I? You might need to repeat it. it. Right, speaking to oneself.
1: Speaking to oneself in a gentle and understanding Mm. tone. So it's talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. And that's Mm. what I was just saying before, about having that compassion. Mm. And I mean, having that ability to um, practice self-compassion is to speak to yourself in a kind and understanding way. That's what she's trying to say. And when you notice that you're being self-critical or judgmental, Mm. try to reframe your thought with self-compassionate language. For example, Mm. instead of saying, I'm so stupid for making that mistake, you could, Change, swap that around and just say it's okay to make mistakes, I'm human and I'm still learning mm-hmm. now that's really hard to do, I'm not going to say that you're going to turn around tomorrow and you're going to make a mistake and you're going to go oh that's okay I'm I'm human I can make mistakes That's, I'm just learning, it's very hard for us to do that because like Ish was saying before a lot of us have grown up our whole life with being judged by saying you got to do it this way, why didn't you do it that way but knowing now that you can actually stop mm. and you can mm. have more compassionate self-talk that's gonna allow you to actually just be more aware of what's going on in your head and actually try and put the brakes on and flip the switch. And so when
0: you think that you have um, better talk, right? Like, so when you, when you use language uh, in front of other people or you use language for yourself, what you think about, write about and speak about is what you bring about. So if you're bringing about and you're speaking about it in your own head and and also verbalizing it, you're bringing that goodness back into you. You're also being an, an example for your children. You're also being an example for your partner, for your mothers, your fathers, your sisters, your brothers. Like if you can have really beautiful self-talk and start praising yourself and start celebrating yourself, then other people are going to see that as a way that, that, or a new tool that they could utilize to make themselves starting to feel, to start feeling good. Because none of us want to feel shit. And yet we, this is one simple tool, if we just applied that, we would feel better about it, about ourselves, which means that we show up better in the world, which means that we're being a better person, we're being a better wife, we're being a better husband, we're being a better daughter, we're being a better boss, we're being a better employee. Like, if we learn to treat ourselves with kindness, by saying wonderful things for us, instead of criticizing ourselves, imagine the person that you could become. Mm. Like, how awesome is that? And there's a quote from the book, and I'm trying to think of the author, uh, The Proven... uh, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. Yes, yes, by Kristen Neff. And the quote that I love is, Self-compassion involves treating ourselves with the same kindness, concern, and support we'd show a good friend. It means we offer ourselves understanding when we fail, Give ourselves encouragement, which is really important, when we struggle. And provide ourselves with a gentle touch when we're hurting. Now how beautiful is that? I say to a lot of my coaching clients, when we're in the fight or flight and we're too busy bullying ourselves and focusing on all the things that we didn't do and and that self-talk is really negative, sometimes just breathe, hug yourself and give yourself some love. And that's why I love the quote. It's just like, just a gentle touch, you know, and we can do the EFT and we can do the tapping. It's the same thing, you know, emotional um, technique, and just tap and tap and tap. It's just having a couple of seconds to just give yourself that gentle touch to bring you back into the present instead of running away into the future. Mm. All right. And um,
1: also, one thing to share is, a friend of ours, um, Catherine Dor, she actually said to she was just saying the other day in our coaching session about how to give yourself a true hug. And she said you take one hand and you've got to put it under your armpit and the other arm you wrap around your body and that creates a tight hug around your heart. So instead of just putting your arms on your shoulders, which feels like you're just trying to compress yourself. Underneath. Underneath. One underneath, one over the top. Just and try And give yourself just... a gentle hug and that's you are the
0: bomb.com i love it i love
1: it awesome okay, okay. number two is mindful mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. so this involves paying attention to the present
0: moment which is just what we spoke about yeah. instead of living in the future right and having a open
1: and non-judgmental attitude so really just <laughs> opening yourself up to allow yourself to go into the practice of mindfulness yeah
0: it's becoming aware of your thoughts and your emotions and you become the observer of your thoughts so it's like instead of judging your thoughts and criticizing your thoughts and entertaining your thoughts as John Kehoe says in mind power it's like we have the power and the ability to either entertain thoughts or dismiss them so if the thoughts are negative we can just dismiss them we don't need to entertain them And this was so powerful for me when we did growth. I mean, we did Mind Power. Because I entertain so many bullshit thoughts. I don't know about you, but I entertain the thoughts that are not going to grow me. I entertain the thoughts that are going to cause me stress. I entertain the thoughts that um, are going to keep me stuck. I entertain the thoughts that escalate emotions. Thoughts
1: that you emotionalize.
0: Thoughts you emotionalize, magnetize, and... attract Attract similar and like thoughts like oh where did that come from that's pretty good right that is the law of attraction so thoughts that you emotionalize which is what I used to be so good at so good at maybe you can relate right thoughts you emotionalize magnetize which means you bring more of them right attract similar and like thoughts whoa well if you are thinking really toxic terrible thoughts what is it magnetizing what is it doing? It's bringing more of that energy into you. And we don't want you to have that energy. We want you to have beautiful, vibrant energy and, and that's open to opportunities and receiving. And when we're shut down and when we're rejecting the external world because we're too busy bullying ourselves, we're not open to receiving. We're not open to opportunities. We actually are rejecting the external world. So it's not a pleasant place to be. So when we become mindful of our thoughts, and we are the watcher of our thoughts, right? We're not. We don't own our thoughts. They're just there, and we come in with a curious mindset, and we just look at them and go, "Isn't that interesting?" Yush yes, feels really happy right now. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Yush yes, is feeling stressed right now. So when we talk about mindful meditation, it's being the observer of your thoughts. And I would love for you, or I'd encourage you, this week. To just be mindful of your thoughts and what are you thinking. And then to separate you from your thoughts is say, oh, look at Ursh. She's thinking about that right now. Look at her. She's a little bit stressed about that. And Sam was like, look at Sam. So that's what we want you to do. It's kind of like
1: you're watching them go past, but you're not throwing a fishing line out there and grabbing them and bringing them in. Mm. That's really, and there was a really cool quote by a guy called um, John Kabat-Zinn. And he said, you can't stop the waves. (laughs) So so for those of you who don't don't get meditation and go, I can't stop my mind, Mm. I can't. It's not about stopping the thinking. The thinking happens, Mm. unless you're like a guru. But for 99.9% of us when we meditate, the thinking is going to happen. So you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Mm. Right? So it's like you can't Mm. stop the thoughts coming in. They're going to happen, but you don't have to grab onto them and go on a mission with them. Just surf past them. Just keep surfing and enjoy the waves.
0: Enjoy the thought going past and leaving. Don't grab it and bring it in. Yeah, and Wayne Dwyer and his um, getting in the gap. (coughs) Excuse me. Making conscious contact with God through meditation. One of his quotes he says meditation is the practice that allows you to be in the state of mindfulness to be aware of what's happening in the present moment right without judgment or distraction. It is a way of developing your ability to focus and concentrate and of training your mind to be more calm peaceful and centered and for me personally when I first started teaching yin yoga and I think about the book and a couple of the things that I learned from the book is sometimes when I'm in a really stressful posture I come back to this and it's like Ursh, get into the present moment don't focus on the pain because your brain is trying to distract you right focus on the here and the now right now use your breath Breathe through it and let it go. Let it go. That's nice. pretty good. That's pretty I thought that was beautiful yeah, myself. very nice. Yeah, I was well in done. yoga mode. Yeah. Right, and I was then in the flow. I was, I was in flow. Yeah. Now, I guess the important
1: thing around mindful meditation is that there is no one specific way that yes. you have to meditate. Meditation comes in many forms and you need to find the one that works for you. Some people like to do, um, like particular like mantras that you say over and over again some people like to just feel the body and talk about squeezing and releasing body types some people like to go through a breathing exercise for the meditation other people like complete silence and try not to think about anything i'm not that person
0: we like guided meditation guided
1: meditations are Mm. something that we really like and someone just talks through and you just be in the moment quite often sam falls asleep so when i'm stressed it's perfect
0: (laughs) It's okay yeah that's okay. There's so no criticism. You, you it's Just do what you do. Yeah, allow the space for the mind to come. Yep. That's what we're aiming for right there. Okay, number three, self-care. Self-care. Practicing self-care is another way to show yourself oh.
1: compassion.
0: Yes. So basically it could do, involve anything, um, you know, taking a warm bath, doing some journaling, having a walk in nature, taking your shoes off and walking on the beach. Reading yeah. a book reading a book like um listening to some lovely music music, like yes it's important to prioritize self care as part of your daily routine um, as it can help you feel more relaxed rejuvenated and i tell you what the more self-care i do each day sticking to my daily habits and my routines right i'm a nicer person to be around why because my stress levels are reduced like Sam will say to me, ah, babe, have you done your meditation today? Like, she'll just say to me, babe, you need to go do your meditation. And I'll be like, that's her way of saying I'm getting a little bit grumpy, right? Or I'm just speaking fast, or I'm a little bit more assertive. Once I've done my meditation, which is one of my self-care practices, I'm calm. 100% Mm. 100% massive um, difference huge difference and the same I do journaling for part of my self-care uh, you could you, it could you could use exercise some people are absolutely going, exercise mm. is a fantastic yes. self-care
1: tool mm. going for a walk doing a meditation listening to some really energized happy music yes it's not self-care when you go and listen to heavy metal or somebody died and everything the whole world's coming to an end music um, it's finding that happy music that makes you feel good, feel warm. And I think the important thing is with self-care as well, some people, I know there are a lot of people that I've spoken to and clients I've worked with, when they talk about self-care, very stressed, very busy, working very, work, working very long hours, run their own businesses, highly driven woman, self-care is to go for a massage every second week. That's a little bit of yeah. self-care. But self-care is a daily practice. Is what are you doing for yourself each and every day? Not once a fortnight or once a month. Because that's more like catastrophe. Like You need this right now. If you don't it's, have it, I'm going to have a mental be,
0: breakdown. It should be part of a daily practice. And um, Eleanor Brown says, rest and self-care are so important. When you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow. Like the overflow. You cannot serve from an empty vessel and I always say this to my clients you cannot serve from an empty cup. So mums when you are constantly putting your children's needs before your own not only are you teaching them not to invest in themselves right time-wise, financial-wise, having a bath, just looking after you, you are the role model for your children. So if you are not practicing self-care and you are running around like a hoodless chicken, making sure that they're all at their sports events and buying all their clothes and getting all their lunches, all they're seeing is that mum is mum. They're not and seeing mum's any crazy. Self- they're not seeing any self-love, they're not seeing no. any self-care. and you are the role model for that. Do you want your children to grow up where they are running around after other people before they're putting their needs first? Would that make you happy? Mm Oh. That was a bit nasty, wasn't it? Like I
1: but I remember my mum, I think it was like maybe three times a week, it wasn't every day, but I think two or three times a week she would lock the bathroom door and have a bath. And every time, I remember, they like three, five, I must have been like five or six or whatever, knock, 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 mum, and it was like, I'm not here, I'm not listening, go and see your father, and that was it, and we knew, because mum's quite direct and straight up, so you find, that wasn't quite as nice as I said, And but that was her time. It was her time out. That was her self-care. Mm-hmm. Because with four kids, you could imagine she'd want to at least chop one of our heads off, probably mine most frequently because I was the baby. But, you know, just taking that time out. And if she have So what is it that you can do most days, if not every day, would
0: be ideal to give yourself some time? As Brené Brown says, self-care is not a selfish act. And this is probably one of the biggest things that comes up for us in coaching and with our clients most people think that self-care is selfish and that's because that's the way that society have made it and we're just going to ask you to be a rebel and say well no screw that it's not it's not selfish for you it's not only about considering our needs it's about knowing what we need in order this I wrote this down it's about knowing what we need in order." To do in order to take care of ourselves, be the best version of ourselves and live our best life. Like I I wrote this down on a little post-it, right? I wrote it because it's so important. And the way that she talks about this in her book, um, The Gifts of Imperfection, I think. uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: Let go of of thinking. Let go
0: of who you think you're supposed to be. That's
1: it. And embrace who you are.
0: Yeah. So it's not just about self-care it explores self-care and how it's integral to living a wholehearted life so if you haven't read the book I highly recommend like Brené Brown any of her books are, are outstanding especially in personal development and vulnerability and self-care and self-love and just creating awareness but I I just really love what she says in the book and I think it's yeah. it's so powerful that you know when we think about Not only are we focused on, you know, our needs, by looking after our needs, it's not selfish. It's also considering our needs and other people's needs. Like, if we come from that place and we think, well, if I'm putting my needs first and I'm a role model for everyone around me, they're going to start learning to put their needs first. And that means that they show up with more confidence, less stress. Less anxiety, they have more happiness, more vibrancy. They learn to love life more, and they're living their best life. And when we live in a highly stressed state and we're reactive instead of being proactive, that projects onto other people. So when you come come at life through the lens of "I'm stressed and I don't have time for me," that's a really horrible place to be. Yeah. So we don't want you to be at that place. So. I hope today that you've taken some really good insights on and practices on how you can start improving your self-love and self-care and and you know using those three steps you know like number 1 we're talking about the self-talk and how important and crucial it is to start making sure that what we say to ourselves ourselves is beautiful it comes from kindness and compassion, it's understanding and we're not judging ourselves and we're not criticizing ourselves Um, and mindful meditation, just but even if you're not into meditation, just being aware of your thoughts, like being the observer of your thoughts, like are your thoughts serving you right now and is that enabling you to show up as the best version of yourself or are you being reactive because your stress levels are elevated you're tuning in to the wrong radio channel like radio i am stressed or radio i've done some self love self-care i'm feeling good right and then the number three was self-care so what specifically do you need to add into your routine daily like sam said it's not just happening every two weeks Mm. by the time you get to the massage you're exhausted that's not that's not a a resourceful ha- habit let's say it's not we want to make something that is sustainable so what is it that you could do every single day that gives you some self-love and self-care so could you just do uh, affirmations every morning could you take time to sit down and read 10 pages of a book could you just take a moment to do some a little bit of yoga some stretching could you take a moment to go and play on a swing like Mm. you name it like what is one little thing every single day that is achievable like you could just block out some time like Sam said with her mum just having a bath what is it that you could do right now that could easily reduce your stress just by giving yourself some self love and self care mm. so Sounds there good. we go so
1: thank you so much for jumping into today's podcast Yeah. what's the most important thing is remember this is about trying to eliminate the criticism that you have for self, and start being more compassionate. And take a moment when you notice yourself being criticism, cri- criti- critical, critical. Thank you. I tell you, oh, after COVID, listen listen to my brain, yeah, the brain. Is, she's got
0: delayed COVID. I think. No, we're not going to call it. no, well, no we don't. The have brain's a brain bit to. fried today, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but when you're being critical to yourself, pause, stop, mm. just stop. And go okay how can I be nicer to myself today and let's start there be the observer of your thoughts and start changing the way that you treat yourself because and life is going to be amazing
0: yeah because girlfriend you're beautiful you are bold you're beautiful and you've got crazy cool shit that you need to go out onto the planet and go and do and you're not going to be able to do that if you're too busy criticizing yourself <laughs> all right until next week go out there and sprinkle some magic on someone because you don't know who's going to need your energy this week Enjoy your week, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.